0: Hey y'all, this is John Quell Jones. This is Mike Strom with the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yo, it's your boy buddy here? This is Jazz the kid Chisholm. Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors.
0: And you are
1: logged in to 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year Seniors. 10th Year
0: Seniors. Seniors. You're logged in with 10th Year Seniors. You dig?
1: Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is a very special edition of Conversations. Uh, I love to have people from different backgrounds, people from different sports, people from different areas on the pod. And now we are going to have I feel like someone that's becoming a baseball celebrity, yeah, he's, yeah, well, yeah. he's well known for what he did on the field, but now his concentration is building a new generation of players off the field. Ian Myers, welcome to the program. Glad to have you here.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Of course.
1: So I want to get into your baseball story where you started. I feel like most Bahamans that got into the game have a similar origin story, but what was yours like? When did you start?
0: Was all right. So what's crazy was I actually, uh, growing up I was running track and playing cricket, but I played cricket for just like one year.
1: Playing cricket.
0: Yeah. See my my dad actually is from Barbados.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: From Barbados, and he actually ran in the Olympics. Quite sure it was like '84 for Barbados, all right. right? So even though know, my sister and I were there running track or whatever with him, and then he took me to cricket with him. Now I only had to play one game. I was like, I remember calling my mom and like, listen, yeah, don't bring me back out there. Let's say that, right? You, you have to be
1: honestly like, I know for a long time, just until recently, yeah. that was our national sport, right? But I swear, yeah. you got to be the first person that I met who actually said they was playing cricket.
0: I think I almost the first person. I mean, who I played like, I mean, don't be me wrong. Like, it was just a bunch of practices. I played one game, right? I follow
1: the rules. But you still got it on the resume, though. You could at least yeah, say
0: yeah, you did it. on the resume, And it. literally like the next year. I I decided to go to JBLN because mm-hmm. like this literally first, I knew what baseball was, but I never even played, never thought about playing. So the next year I went up to JBLN, went for tryouts. I had to be like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Made the team from the Angels. I think it was called. I got coach pitch. Made the Angels, and like from there, fell in love with the sport, and I was in never start playing from there
1: so comparative to a lot of kids they get started here some as young as four or five you actually got a late start compared to a lot of them because you jumped right in into fire at coach pitch which for some people that's kind of difficult
0: yeah but I mean with cricket I still was used to the ball getting thrown or whatever but now I would say what the, the struggle it wasn't much of a struggle the only struggle I had was not swinging it bad pitches
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Like,
0: cricket used to the ball bouncing, so in my mind, like, I could hit that. Yeah, right, right. Like, I may need the lay of that, but, like, I know I could get the bat to the ball. You know what I'm saying? So that did help with my, I'd say, bat ball skills from that age. But from there, like, I, I did really well. I did win the MVP of my team that year. You know what I'm saying? So that just was more fuel for me to keep going.
1: What age did it click for you when you you know you kind of came to the realization that i have a legitimate future at this i i'm falling in love with this game i could take this to the next level
0: it, i started nine but i had to hit around like 11. okay i mean that's fairly
1: quickly two years in
0: yeah because like well my cousin also was playing obviously you once you play baseball in the Palmer's like you making friends like so now everyone i feel like i know playing baseball so we playing all the time all is getting better, having success on the field, especially what you could call success that time. You know what I'm saying? And like, and then obviously nationals came around. So when they start making like the JBL and all-star team and stuff, that started to get fun. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're playing against Freedom Farm, you're playing against teams from Freeport, the everything, and then having success there. And those tournaments, I was like, oh, okay, like I could do this for real.
1: Who were the top players in your era? <sighs> Me for sure, <laughs> me. Um, Some people might have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like,
0: no, no, for real. So from that, our age group, basically, I would say the people I remember the most would say me, Anthony, Seymour, Todd, Isaac, Lucius. Um, Jazz was a little younger than us, but you know, like that always when you get to like the 13, 15, yeah, right. So like when we on the way out, like Jazz was on the way in. So like he was good, Pedro Dean. Canton was good, Justice Sweden. You had yeah, T Trade, Prashad. Like, literally, I felt like everybody was good.
1: Yeah. A lot. And the good. thing about it is, everybody was, that's what it feel
0: like. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, we end up playing on the different national teams together and all that was fun, but it, it was an amazing time.
1: And the crazy thing is, all of those names you named are still around the game right now. Whether you're playing, whether you're yeah. coaching, moved on yeah. to coaching, everyone is still involved in the game. So, I really have to give y'all generation a lot of credit because it's, it's so many people are giving back and coming full yeah, like
0: Yeah, like, the, like even though we was young and wild, like, we had really good coaches and mentors coming up. You know what I'm saying? Even just the older boys, they were they, – it was a good mix of them being tough on us and including us in whatever they was doing. So, like, it just made us understand, like, hey, like, people coming on us and we also have to continue to pass on the game to them. You know what I'm saying, and obviously we was always told, like, hey, when you started go off to school and stuff, like you ain't just playing for yourself, like you represent the country and stuff. So paving a path for people to come behind us, like that's that's almost just how we was brought up. So it made it easy that way.
1: Do you have a singular memory from that time that stood out when you were still at that junior level? Whether it was from travel ball, whether it was from nationals, anything, any story yeah. that stands <laughs> out to you.
0: So it was, I don't remember the year. But the tournament, it was a pony tournament in Nassau, and we played. I guess we was 13 or 15. I remember I was pitching at the time, and this one I actually pitched a perfect game. It was the game's Grand Bahama, sure. No, 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 we lost to Grand Bahama the first time. Mm-hmm. That first night, they come in Nassau and they kill us, bro. <laughs> they had sadness and everything on to We me feel so bad. <laughs> They beat us that first day, but it's like the championship game or something like that. I had a pitch in, and I threw a perfect game that day. So that's the first and last time I ever did that. But that was probably one of my best moments, like most memorable moments at the time. I set up a picture of that game somewhere in my apartment, and I was dope. And the team we had at that point just was amazing. Like It was me, Yogi, Anthony Russell, Justin Sweeten, Todd Isaacs, Yorick. You know what I'm saying? Pedro, Dean, Canton, uh Rich, Richard. It was so many people that team. Like we just had a ball. Yeah, we so had the
1: ball. Yeah. Was it around this time when? And I know after you left here, then you finished high playing high school, uh, in the U.S. Yeah. When was when was what was that transition like? First of all, when did you know that you were good enough to even play at the next level? Because that's a whole another thing. It's one thing to yeah, be good right. at home, but then mm-hmm. to transition to the U.S.
0: I I mean I feel like when being able to play on those and those national tournaments on the national teams and all your peers also finding their way up to school and stuff. Like we, we all knew and all like supported one another, knowing that, Hey, like we could go over there and play. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the good thing about it is a lot of us went to school with at least one or two other people. Yeah. Like we took that with us and it was being able to settle in over there and like, you do learn, I'd say you learn a little more structure to the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once the scale side they come out they coming out of VV, but i fun. Now.
1: So, was that the, the biggest adjustment to make? Just like you mentioned, the structure of the game, having to get into a different routine, yeah. different styles of coaching?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, it's not necessarily like an awkward idea to the structure of the coaching at home. The coaching was good. It's just that I don't think, because I think a lot of people see a lot of this, like, baseball success coming out of the Bahamas now. But like even looking back on it, like we didn't practice every day. Yeah, so I'm saying you made practice two, three times a week. You play once a week, and that's it. So it yeah. was like we going over like to the United States, and like now you got practice every day. You have sad days. You only a BP days. You only so like understanding to break the game down like that. I was like almost like take everything you do out in the game, take it out, put it in practice. Make it a specific task and just work on it. I'm saying that was the biggest change, but at least it was a good change to be able to adopt it.
1: Yeah. So it was you were at the Christ School, right? Yeah,
0: Christ School, uh, Asheville, North Carolina.
1: So going from Nassau, Asheville, North Carolina, biggest difference Mm -hmm. right away.
0: Uh the weather. (laughs) Difference. I I enjoy though. Like I mean. uh, when that snow first come down, I enjoy it. After like two, three days, I'm like, hey, this gotta go. Ready to come back home. Mm-hmm. I even remember my mom when she first come to see me, she came for like a parents' like weekend or something. It had to be like late October, November, and it was freezing. And you know, she gets sick over there She say, listen, I ain't coming back to you graduate. I got to be doing this as well. <laughs> so I remember that, but I'd say that was the biggest difference. And just also because I was 14, just also, like, once you, I mean, once you feel like you're going, you feel like you're ready. Mm-hmm. Once you get over there, you move in, you know what I'm saying, and your parents gone, you got to sit and be like, Yo, are you really by myself now? You know what I'm saying? So just being able to learn that and how to be by yourself, stay disciplined, and stay on track, like, that was the biggest change, but it was really helpful, too, also.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you kind of have to grow up at an accelerated pace.
0: Yeah, like, fast. You got to grow up fast.
1: So you go you go from there high school career is done baseball also takes you to college. Yeah, so man. so that that's another transition coming from going from cricket going to baseball going from baseball home to high school in the US and now collegiate baseball another culture shock what was that transition like now
0: Well I would say well when it came to dealing with the academic side and like time management and stuff like that that actually wasn't a big a big change for me because we had to do it at boarding school, so almost I was ready for that. But I'd say the only the the baseball difference was it's it's not like high school, so it's like high school, like you would have a few teams and you got stand-up players, right? But then you get to college and everybody is good and everybody is there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? The game speeds up, and somebody understands the game way you don't, and it's like it's just so much people coming together trying to figure it out, and like every day is a competition you know what i'm saying like you could obviously you got to continue to work out every day but one one good thing about college you get a position where it's like it's not just you or two or three people like on high school saying like hey let's do what we got to do take our game to the next level it's like everybody you got basically 40 plus players on the same mission of they going hard so like even though the transition is like it's tough for some people but like it's it's good It's fun. It's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it brings the best out of you. I was blessed to go to a school that we were really good. I think three out of four years I played at Belmont Abbey College. Like, we were top 25, nationally ranked in D2, like three out of four years. So, like, being on the team and knowing that every time we play, even, like, those, because people play college baseball, like, those midweek games, like, like you expecting to beat the team, but like you getting every team's best every game, so that that was really fun.
1: Yeah, because like you like you said, when you get to that point, and I think this is talking to athletes across the board. That's something everyone says in every sport. When you get to that collegiate level, there's no more nights off. There's no more
0: chalk, off, chalking up
1: the easy wins. When you get to this point, literally everyone is good because just about everyone was the man from their high school.
0: Exactly, exactly. And like I was even talking to a college roommate um about that not too long ago because like especially like any, any sports really like once you get to college like everybody was the top dog at their school in some way shape or form you know what i'm saying and now it's like that's why you have so much respect for the coaches because it's like now they got to step in mm-hmm. and they got to get all these dudes who think they the top dog on one page and everyone is lined up and be like i got it you know what i'm saying so we're saying it's just like a testament to even those men because like they really were great people too
1: so you get to Belmont Abbey, D2 baseball. Did you have a particular moment where you were like, all right, this is completely different. I got to elevate my game to another level because this hey, is something no. I've never experienced <laughs> before.
0: No, yeah. One day it was, I think, I remember it was like some practice, like in the fall or something. Uh, and I was in left field and we had a guy like this outfield, Nick Bynick, I still never seen someone as good as him in my life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Nick hit a ball to me in left field. And by the time I could, like, spin around, this ball that's coming off the fence. I was like, hold on, I nah, something me right. I say, from, from that off? And I was like, oh, yeah, but you got to, you got to step it up now.
1: The exit, Bella, was different. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was different. But, I yeah, I played with some studs, some real studs over there.
1: All right. So, so, base the baseball career is coming to an end. At which point did your mind sort of shift and transition to, I see where I can find my lane. I can make a career out of the fitness route. I'm going to work more towards the development of athletes. When did that idea start to, I guess, the beginning of that start to generate with you?
0: Well, yeah, coming up that last year at college, because I was actually doing, I was doing two majors at the time. I was doing business management and sports management. But I also knew, like, personality-wise, temperament, energy, everything, like, me and sitting down all day just don't go well together. And I was like, I I like being around people, like to stay active. So I was like, where can I see myself pivoting? And I also was talking to a friend who I also played baseball with growing up, um, Kyle Parks. Um, He's originally from Freeport. He also went to Raven Gap at some point down in Georgia. And then he played college baseball and everything too. And he was doing as a personal trainer. So I taught him about that. And he was like, dude, like just basically the lifestyle of it sort of fits what we've been used to for so long. Right. Me, that was, amazing. So was like amazing set we saw, so I definitely could give it a look. So I started doing that. Obviously, uh literally like got a certification right after I was done in college. Then went straight into some internships. I did come home for a little bit. Came in for like two, three months. I was in Mod Fit, working in Mod Fit, Not the new Mod Fit West, but they had the personal yeah. studio out they west. Like I live literally- yeah. You know, if you know Nassau, I live by Sea Grapes, but I'd be way on best.
1: You was going A- AIP.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, like, not feasible.
1: Was, not every day, not I, feasible.
0: Saying it. But I was like, um, uh, I knew I wanted to work with athletes at some point, like team wise, something like that. So, I decided to actually take, go back to North Carolina and do some internships there. So my first uh, my first internship was at Lenore Ryan University in Hickory, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Super dope. Uh, strength coach over there, training call, was really helpful. Um, so that was the first time, obviously, like I got the outside of me being trained was like being in a team sports setting, having to deal with so many players at one time, and understanding how to balance that type of stuff. So that was really good. And then the next internship was still also in North Carolina, but it was at Queen's University of Charlotte. So that was really good. And then that's where 2020 rolled around. So COVID hit. So COVID had hit decided to say, all right, I was doing some work on the CSES, but I decided like, all right, let me put this to rest right now. Because I was like, I think I want to go do my master's in this. That's what brought me to Florida, actually. So I decided to do my master's at University of Tampa in exercise physiology and kinesiology. Mm-hmm. It was amazing experience. I recommend it to anybody. Saying so you get a chance to everything is sort of hands on and practical, which is good, right? Because the field that we're in is so practical. Like even though some people want to go on the research development side, that's fine. You know what I'm saying we have the, I'd say the best part about being in a program is because people wanted to go so many different ways. Like you had people wanted to be the sports performing coaches to. Registered The Some people want to work in the hospital. Yeah, people want to just do research. So, like, it could be one topic and you got, like, four different views on one thing. So you start to think about things differently. Like, you get outside of just your echo chamber, you got to think a little more. Absolutely. Pretty good, yeah. And, like, having hands-on experience with, like, the sports performance lab. You know what I'm saying? Getting some sports science work and stuff. So that was really good. And then that led me to started interning overtime athletes so i was interning there working for a while and then started picked up a little more part-time hours and more full-time but as soon as i was done with college at university of tampa after i get my masters that's when i started with the yankees right so I was actually in those two jobs at one time sort of crazy because it's mine hours but it was an amazing experience yeah
1: so just to, before, before we get, cause I do want to get more into yeah. how the position with the Yankees came about. I want to get to OTA obviously, but I, a, a lot of people, a lot of Bahamian athletes, when they make that transition to the U S and I've talked to parents about this, talked to athletes about this, I've experienced it. One of the areas that we are generally lacking at for the most part is being trained in that sport performance. Like we are naturally good athletes may have a skill level that's comparable but we find ourselves when we get to that point not prepared there was some of your experiences with that what kind of directed you in that path to say i want to make this better for the people that are going to be coming after me
0: yeah yeah yeah. actually because like even with myself like just as you said like i was always like super athletic you know what i'm saying i'm not the biggest person but i always was really fast could jump pretty high throw the ball really hard, get hit well, everything. But, like, I always also felt like I feel like there's a little more in the tank that I'm just not getting to, and I don't know how why. You know what I'm saying? so, like, part of that, and like, working out in college, some in high school, like, and also, like, my roommate and I was in college. We even found, like, overtime athletes on YouTube, yeah we keep watching the videos like all right like, this, like, this makes sense yeah you know it's, there, so it's like let's go here let's try this so i like so just things like that like questioning my own ability and seeing if like how if i reach my limit you know what i'm saying and then even like working on myself like training myself doing different things i started to notice something i was like okay like now like my career coming to end like that's that so like now how can i take what i'm learning now and put it into others Mm-hmm. You know saying? so that's been a really big like drive
1: so i always tell the young baseball guys that i work with you know it does your career doesn't always have to be on the field i know that's what all of y'all are chasing right now where there are so many different paths you found a path there uh performance science assistant with the yankees i think that was the official title so tell us a, a bit about what that entailed you know how you even got that opportunity
0: so one how i got the opportunity was actually. Because I went to university at Tampa, one of the guys that works for the Yankees, he also went to UT. So, like, apparently they was about to put out the job list in or whatever, and they decided to say, hey, let's reach out to some UT grads first. You know what I'm saying? Before we even posted. And then I got a call from one of the guys in the program. I was like, yo, you and I have an opportunity for you. You may like it if you play baseball. I was like, yeah, what is it? And he told me the Yankees. I was like, bro, you ain't even got to ask. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> it. I'm going to send this stuff to."
1: I don't even I mean, know what the salary is. I don't know any details. Wait. Get me at
0: <laughs> They I I, from my as a kid, I was like, I remember I, I remember I always wanted to like be a Yankee. Yeah. Right? One of the Yankees there, Gene was my favorite player growing up. So I was like, I gotta get that, bro. Because when I take that picture, I can tell him I tell him that's gonna be a Yankee. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be swinging the bat. That just yeah. came up. but like everything did come full circle, so that's how that happened. But um in the performance science department, we'll be so what we do is basically, so obviously we collect a lot of data, mm-hmm. you know, data from like the blast motion swings, force plate data. I did more work on the force plate side. We have dy- dynamometer stuff. So you basically test in players' grip strength, show the internal external rotation strength. Yeah. We do do some GPS tracking stuff. And then we also had like a, before, we had a hitting lab and pitching. So it's hit pitching and hitting lab. So People would come in, put on the markers and everything that I know some people see it. They are force plates by where what's it called? The players are hitting and in the mound. Right? So you're looking at these guys, kinematic sequence, seeing how they produce force, right? Where we can make a change. And our job is not just to take the data, but be able to relay it to the other coaches. Mm-hmm. So they can make like game time decisions, training decisions, anything like that. So that's really
1: what we were doing. And what do you think you gained the most from that experience? I guess just getting your foot in the door with an MLB organization.
0: One, it it does have the confidence because it puts you in a position like you shoot almost right to the top of like the career field. It's okay, now you're working with the pros. One, I'd say what I gained from it the most is that the knowledge is is like you learn something every day and almost so fast to the point that you don't even know what you learn it. Cause like it, everything is so fast is like three, 400 players running around at a time. You know what I'm saying? You could ask someone a question. They got a quick answer for you. They got to go this way. Like everybody on their feet. But like what I feel like the work we were doing helped me understand everything I was even learning before. Mm-hmm. So Like from reading a textbook, doing this little workout here, seeing because I was on the science part seeing how these things we do in the weight room change to this person from a physical standpoint i was like oh so now the thing's starting to click and it helped me i would say be able to relay messages better to athletes when i do work with them yeah i them a little better
1: yeah because especially at the at the pro level they want to know why it's a difference when you're training youth athletes but when you're dealing with you were dealing with multimillionaires, and their livelihood depends on every single move that they make so you have to be able to take all the science jargon that they don't want to hear or don't understand simplify it and just get to how does this make me better and get me more money that's it
0: yeah yeah because for a lot of guys it's like hey i need it's like my that next big contract coming up yeah or it's like, hey, like I need some sort of extension or something. Like I feel good this year. Like all the numbers matter. And you also gotta be able to play that line. It's like, okay, what numbers he might not need to know because like you just don't want to be messing with some people's head. But um that was that was huge, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like they, don't get me wrong, there's a few, there's a good number uh, amount of guys who like they just don't even wanna know. Mm-hmm. You know? the guys like, who like their numbers they ahead of that type of like they're on top of that type of stuff oh yeah they want to know so so, being related to
1: them, huge. so you mentioned finding overtime on youtube same here Thanks. i feel like i was I, I feel like i was watching it for years and this is how i discovered that you were working with them i saw that i saw that face i was like i know this person and I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Chavez Young worked out with OTA for a while, so just through media and covering his career, I know knew him as well. So I'm like, this is a page that I was always following, always trying to learn from. But when I finally decide to make the leap into the field, after going through the typical NASM stuff. I thought to myself, you know, the same way you thought I want to train athletes because this is this is my background. This is what I want to be around. So I thought this was the direct route to go. This would be the best route to go. And that's immediately when I hit you up and I was like, you know what? I'm coming. I'm coming on board with this. I want to be a part of the team. What drew you what drew you to OTA to say this is where I should apply my trade?
0: I would say, well, just so I said, we both found it the same way. I remember watching a video one day. I was like, "Bro, is that your best?" Yeah. <laughs> that what drew me to OTA, especially when the state it was, stated was. One, the amount that like I I believe in everything we do in an OTA. Like I've seen the work, I've seen the results, and it's the way we even work things made me understand my way of coaching even better. So and it just felt like a place where I can continue to grow and make the most impact. Because it's, and I already had the shot. Okay, and I done worked with the Yankees, been there with the big dogs. So it's like, and it's another, it's like a, a great feeling when you make this high school kid, like now they got their college scholarship. You got this dude in the minors, you push him a little bit. He up these one, two off seasons. Now he's signing a major league contract. You know what I'm saying? The dude who in the majors, helping him get that big extension like all those things it was like this is where this way i want to be and the group I, of guys who work just is amazing
1: yeah it, it it seemed like it seems like the environment and the atmosphere i always thought this just from the outside looking in right it just seems like something you want to be a part of it seems welcoming it seems like obviously the work is on a different level and for me i i kind of came in at the point where they were showing a lot of, of boba shed when he was younger, I think when he just started in the minors, right? So I got to see that transition to the point where he is now. And as as you know, for any trainer, the best kind of marketing is when one of your guys becomes a legit star. So you got that on the resume. So that yeah. that was huge for me. That was huge for me seeing that. And that's why I decided to join and to be a part of the program, because I feel like that's something that's, missing here that level of training is something that's missing yeah. here and it's a lot of guys that could benefit from that
0: and those dudes especially the guys at home like just being able to like get in something as structured as that with the the talent they got the amount of athleticism they got it, it's insane like wherever they thought they were at i could ju- i just know they'll be that next five six steps ahead and like it just be huge for them it's going to be pay off a lot
1: What's been the most rewarding experience for you? I know you mentioned some of the some of the stories generally, but what's been the most rewarding experience for you since you've been at OTA?
0: Uh, I would say watching different athletes hit their goals. Been like, so I had a guy still working with him right now, he's still in high school. Like, literally starting like June. And from his name is Trey Lawrence, baseball guy, pitcher shortstop. So seeing him go from he, when he came and he was committed to it was NCAAT, NCAAT committed. He was doing well. F- tall guy, six three, has an amazing frame to grow, and like he just started going off this song. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, some of it's still him, but I doing my work on the back end. It's like mm-hmm. I remember he was sitting on me had a conversation, and he was like, "Dude, like I feel really good. Like, I feel better on defense." I feel it in my swing, and he also was like, "I my like, velo winner right off the miles." I was like, "Cause you know when dudes say that, like they'd be like, they'd be like one, two miles power. We mm. probably just stretch better to <laughs> be honest. But he was like, he was like, he went from topping eighty seven to like hitting ninety two. Like, oh, and I said like, oh, that's a difference. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, yeah. yeah.
0: And like he got to play in the Hank Aaron Classic this year. He's been an East Coast pro and some other places like that. And like now he actually is committed to the University of Missouri, so now he's going to play SEC ball. Nice, That's huge. Um, another highlight, literally just for the past few months, the softball girl. She's junior she in high school, so she asked me if she want to play college softball. I she, I remember she texted me literally a few months ago, like she went to some college showcase, and she was so happy, like. It was, like, 20-something in the schools that she said she did so well. And she was, like, literally leaving the showcase, like, seven to eight college coaches, like, surrounded up. I was, like, yo, like, we want you to come. You know what I'm saying? So, like, getting those moments is pretty good. Obviously, getting away with the pro guys has been amazing. I've seen some insane athletes in there, like. Like, even you can ask, Chris, like, sometimes some dudes will do something you just sort of look at one another. Like, I don't think they know, like, what they just did is sort of why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But seeing guys like Forrest waters yeah, had a long minor league journey, went to the Braves this year, got called up. made his MLB debut. You know what I'm saying? that hit his first home run, stole his bases, and got to play on the team that was contending. So, like, to see guys have stories like that, it's just been really good.
1: I know your schedule must be hectic, must be crazy. But how how uh, plugged in are you able to be with the game back home now, with baseball back home and what what's going on? How are you able? Are you still able to keep up? You know, tap in with what's going on. A,
0: a little bit, you know what I'm saying. Especially because we have some guys that's in now. Yeah, you know, we got Chavez, Adari, Toby Simmons, Christian Monroe, Darren is here. So, like, they'll sort of keep me more updated than I can just back home Because, like, some of those guys, are like, so far removed. Yeah. Them, it's like, I don't know some of their names, but, like, I try to keep them and I see it. Like, I saw, like, Sebastian, like, this past year, like, going off. You know I'm saying? Deshaun knows Ben tearing it up. So, seeing those guys who I got signed and I know them, like, start to do really well. Like, I always keep my eye on them. It's like, I'm happy to see that
1: yeah so right now and i feel like there's you mentioned all those guys that are there so obviously it's a difference in the mindset they are going to the top level knowing that our off season has to mean something so i think just them being there in that environment and i just saw uh, the video that you guys posted just them being in that environment shows that i think there's a difference in the way people are thinking about the game and it it can only mean good things for Bahamian baseball.
0: Yeah, I think it it's starting to become, I I think the mindset changes like, hey, like this is a game I love to play and I'm good at it. And I think once they start to get their feet wet and they do sign and they get to the play and they, they start understanding, hey, this is a game, I'm good at it. But I also gotta understand like it is a business and this is my job. You know what I'm saying? So they start to take it a bit serious and understand like they have the basically schedule things, structure their offseason in a certain way. To try to get the most out of themselves as they continue to go forward. And I'd say obviously they got some older people to talk to like Chavez. Chavez always lecturing them, trust me. Yeah, I you know. know. I know. Like, I know. You know like, he like talk. But like, so that's good too. I Especially, told him he
1: got I told him he got to run for office one day. It's going to
0: happen. It's going to happen. That could be funny. That could be funny. But yeah, so I think that's the mindset that they understand now because like they can do some really big things. So like it's good to see him picking up on that.
1: Yeah. And the, the game is at a point, and I'm sure obviously for you like you, someone that grew up in it, the game is at a point now where you're seeing things. Obviously, Jazz is the poster child for that, but yeah. there are so many people coming up behind him where Bahamian baseball is just blossoming. And I I I always give this credit. I think the the generation that you guys came up in y'all took the torch in such a way that the culture is shifting now. And now it's so much more in terms of making it the business of baseball that it's only, it's only up from here.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So it's, it's going to be a huge coming. Even certain things like just Tony Lucius putting on the show back home every year now. It was like six yeah. years ago, my derby. Like all those small things continue to bring basically the eyes of the Bahamas with the baseball. You know what I'm saying? Showcase Island in is the best way with the best talent so, like I just see things continuing to
1: grow and taking off. All right, this is this has been fun. I wish we did this earlier in the season while MLB was still going on. But by the time we release this, the World Series might be over. Let's see where are we at right now. Right now, it's the bottom I'm of the crazy second crazy inning. Football? No, no one scored yet. But by the time we release this, it might be done. The Rangers may be celebrating with the trophy already, even without even without Garcia, even without Scherzer. Uh, outside. Of, I'm gonna answer for you and say, obviously, it's Jazz. But who do you like to? Who is your favorite to watch in the MLB outside of outside of him? Obviously,
0: outside of Jazz, I would yeah. say my favorite person to watch. Ooh, that's
1: hot! I... You better say one of your OT, one, one of your clients.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be little biased.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing wrong with being biased. Trust me, take it from someone who runs a platform, be completely biased. No, as
0: much know, as I, I'd say my favorite person to watch outside of jazz is probably the Cunha. There you go. You know That's what? You
1: couldn't, you can't lose with that choice. Yeah, That's a great You can't lose
0: with, Acuna. You can't lose with Acuna. But if and it wasn't him, it'd be another brave, to be honest, it'd be Aussie obvious. Because like when I watch Aussie Yabis play, I I always look at it like I see like
1: that's what I
0: do. What I, <laughs> I, I was I, I was play. about I was about to say yeah, is yeah, that a about.
1: little bit of you seeing yourself in Aussie yeah, Yabi? see myself in Aussie that would have been me.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Yeah,
1: awesome. All right, Ian. Great chopping it up with you. We will be well, back well. to do more of this because I there are gonna be times when I need to pick your brain about about fitness, about training, about doing all that stuff and glad to have you on the pod people are going to hear more from you because we need more we, we need more baseball more baseball personalities people in the game and outside of the game so glad to have you on the pod first time but definitely not the last
0: all right thank you man that was great